Hey guys, this is the Writing Bar Podcast, and I'm your girl, Maya Kay, 15-time author, writing coach, speaker, and educator. Listen, I love all things Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteak, okay, and I am Naila, 10, soon-to-be-11-time published author, book coach, and book editor, and I love all things red velvet. And that is my favorite cake. Listen, guys, if you are tired of listen, listening to podcasts that don't give you the tools, the resources, the gems, and the pointers that you desire to help you build your writing lane, you've come to the right place, because this season, we are talking all things build your writing lane, so look no further. And we are very excited. So tune in every Saturday. And if you're not tuning in or when you're not tuning in, join us on social media at The Writing Bar Podcast. Okay, here's the episode. Hey guys, what's going on? It is The Writing Bar Podcast and we are back. And oh my gosh, we are at the finish, finish line. I cannot believe. (laughs) Listen, season one. Guys, we are actually going to talk a little bit about that at the end of just like this feeling of getting this done and just obeying God and honoring him with this um, tool. You know, he's given us Mm -hmm. this powerful tool of this podcast and to bring it to you guys. And so um, it's your girl, Maya Kay, your co-host, Maya Kay and and Naila. And so we're excited to have had you with us for this entire season. Um, it truly is a ministry. It truly is about serving the community of writers that are out there. And we just want you to know, like, we have your back. Um, mm-hmm. And so with this last episode, this is something I think a lot of people think about, especially fiction writers. I know I thought about it a lot. So we're going to be talking about how to blend fiction and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And we know that. It sounds complicated sometimes, but I really want you to understand that it isn't. So whether you are a novelist looking to expand your reach or you're a nonfiction author who wants to get more creative, Mm -hmm. we have some solid tips that can help you blend fiction and nonfiction seamlessly. And I think I want you to really take away from this is that there are times when these two worlds collide and you want to tap into that small piece of the pie that has your name on it. And I think so often authors, writers struggle with trying to partner, uh, collaborate, kind of figure out where their footing is, especially again, if you are a novelist. And so I probably will be talking more from that perspective. Uh, of course, you know, um, Naila is the nonfiction queen. And so yes. <laughs> even our journey, we're going to tap into that a little bit towards the end of how we blend it. And that will mm-hmm. hopefully be an additional tip for you um, as you start your journey. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is taking the themes in your book and turning it into a printable or a workbook that can be used to create another stream of income or open the door for other opportunities. And let me tell you guys, I am in that right now. Okay, Your girl is living it because I literally write Christian romance, as you all know, storms of love, battles of love, and the Lord has been pressing on my spirit that there are Christian women who are doing the very thing my characters are doing, right? So my girl Ellie uh, was preparing for her husband without even realizing it. That's the beauty of just focusing on God and your purpose. And Mm -hmm. she runs into her husband while being in purpose on a movie set in Hollywood. And what are the odds that a real estate investor would be on a Hollywood set? Well, he has started investing in films, okay? And so, yes, go get the book. And so with that, the Lord was just pressing on my spirit. Like there are some women out there who really 
um, may enjoy these books. Why? There's even if they don't read me, they're reading romance novels. They're fantasizing about their marriage, but they're not preparing. And a lot of women are waiting, and they're like, "God, where is he?" And God is like waiting on them to step into certain things that they should be stepping into. Whether it's the therapy room, whether it is their business, whether it is their ministry, you know, what have, what are you doing with your time while you're waiting? Okay. Cause these men out here working. Okay. I'll be seeing them. They working. <laughs> okay. That's why some of them ain't even paying attention when God is like, it's her, it's her cause they working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is just one example. I am doing it now. So I'm practicing what I'm preaching and what I've done is created a workbook, which I'll talk about a little later uh, for single women in waiting. And what this is doing is helping me launch a new business and a stream of income okay so you would do the same thing whatever your um, book is about take those themes you know take the themes out of the book write down your top 10 themes and say what can I produce from these themes and so mm-hmm. you have to be creative such as um, thinking of taking like a central theme right like mental health you know or entrepreneurship how can you turn that into a speech or monetized opportunities for more products Um, And so I think that's one of the things that I would really start with is just take the themes in your book and figure out how you can turn this into a printable or how you can turn it into a workbook, Um, even going as far as to, because again, we're talking about taking fiction and blending it into nonfiction. Now you're taking it and turning it into a nonfiction thing. You can Hmm. even go as far as to do some audio teachings and sell them things for like $2.99. That's something I think is so underrated in this uh, time people are forgetting yeah. that people are subscribing to podcasts so yeah. if you have an audio teaching based on your book like you can say okay this was fiction but maybe I too was raped like the girl in the book okay and this is what I learned through my experience this is how I healed you just have to be really creative and unique yeah I love that being creative and unique um especially when it comes to monetization because there's so many ways that you can monetize and Maya, I got to be honest with you. I had to do a little bit of research with this topic because I'm like, how to successfully blend nonfiction yeah. and fiction? Uh, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. But then I had, to, I also thought about the fact that, girl, you have a fiction book. Like, what are you even thinking about? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but I went back into the way that I wrote it and why it was such a, a success. Um, my only fiction book Um, my short story confessions of an adult nerd it it was um it was really a blend of fiction and nonfiction. and i say that because if you read the main character's story and just her history and if you know me (laughs) then you know that i am definitely a part of my character like my character was based on a true story right um so of course there are some times in there that i romanticized some things i embellished for the sake of storytelling but there was a lot of fictional elements in that story and some takeaways and i think that is why it was um a success on Amazon. It got a, it has a few reviews. I want to say nine or ten. Um, and during the season that I published it, I want to say it was 2014. Man, people were like, "Oh, when is part two coming out?" Yada yada yada. This is so good. I escaped, um, and I'll talk about escaping later on. But it just allowed people to really be a part of my story. Um, 
and still have a little bit of fantasy with it. But all yeah. of that to say, that's not even my first point. I just had to think about <laughs> how I successfully blended fiction and nonfiction just so I can be relatable, right? So in my research, I learned that fiction and nonfiction, when you mixed when you mix, excuse me, those two genres, it's called semi-fiction. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So in semi-fiction, of course, um, you're going to have more elements of fiction and less of nonfiction, but there is still a little bit of truth to your fiction. And my my advice for successfully blending fiction and nonfiction, now that we have a little bit of the backstory definition for me, so hopefully it's valuable to someone else, I would say to figure out what percentage or the percentage of each that you would want in your work. For example, if you're writing, yeah, if you're writing a semi-fiction book and you know that you are going to have some fictional or non-fictional elements in it, what percentage? Do you want it to be like 25% non-fictional? Like you want to tell a little bit more about your story or have it based on a lot of you know, truth? Or do you simply want to sprinkle like 5-10% of non-fictional elements? Like figure out the percentage and not just mathematically. I'm not saying like, okay, you know, chapters one and two are going to be nonfiction. Chapters three are going to be fiction. Not like that. I'm not saying be that strategic with it, um, but still have strategy. Figure out how you want to incorporate your nonfiction. For me, going back to my short story, um, I just gave a little bit of nonfiction with regards to the behaviors of my character because it was based on me. Technically, um, I said that the character is from L.A. I am from L.A. Uh, during the time of writing it, I was in my 20s. The character was in her 20s. Um, what else was there? Excuse me. Some of the scenery that I gave, I think it was based, a lot of it was based in Northern, Cali- Northern California. Well, at that time, I was a part of an internship or I had an internship in Oakland slash Berkeley. So I was in Northern California, California, excuse me. So there was a lot of truth to it in that regard. Like the nonfiction came into play with regards to the background. So I would say if I were to calculate it, you know, in my head around 20% nonfiction. And that was okay for me because the rest of it was really to escape and really to dive into this genre that I wasn't all the way comfortable with. You know, I'm a nonfiction girl, as Maya said. So getting into fiction, I was like, listen, there has to be some truth to this. Otherwise my writing process is going to be very stagnant. So, you know, just figure out what percentage that you would like for each of the genres and then blend them. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into uh, my second point is if you're writing a novel, don't be afraid to use real life events and incorporate them into your work in a way that speaks to your audience. Um, The one thing I would say, though, here is be careful because otherwise you'd be like the best man. And you would be out here <laughs> writing a book and you got no business writing. That is a great example. That is a perfect. I was thinking about that yes. when I was preparing for this episode. Like, yo, I get it. You might want to be like, yo, back in college, we was doing all this uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> but just remember, you got friends. Be careful. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, with that, just, you know, as always, change names, places mm-hmm. um, when needed. But this can help you make a certain topic or culture more appealing. So um, 
just thinking of that though uh when you do take a topic like let's just use that as an example i think had he done it in a way that was like maybe instead of taking all of the characters and literally writing every last thing that happened with y'all literally college, yes all he was change the names maybe he should have just taken one woman and one man and written a romance or written a story mm-hmm. like that centered around them and so you do want to be mm-hmm. careful about this but you don't have to be afraid okay so real life events uh for example i did a book called i wrote a book called battling breland breland had lupus the very first page of that book was a real life experience from a friend of mine who has lupus her not being able to open her toothpaste one day and like what the heck is going on you know her not being able to button her shirt those were real life experiences that i incorporated into breland's first page and people was like wow you know uh, because it gave them a, a feeling of what it was like to have lupus. And mm. so also with that, I linked up, well, we sent rather a few copies to Lupus LA, um, hmm. the Lupus LA organization. That's cool. You know, just yeah. to kind of see if there was any opportunities to partner with them. And so it's just about being creative and saying, okay, when I'm writing this book and I'm using real life events, incorporating them into my work, um, you know, who can I link up with when this is done? You know, what organizations can I tap into? Going back to writing Christian romance, a perfect example of that is a lot of churches. Maybe like, okay, she's writing these love stories. They don't have sex in them. You know, she's coming from the godly perspective. You know, maybe we can bring her in to speak to our singles ministry or something like that. And I think that's just something you want to um, consider. And then when you're writing things that are based on real life events and incorporating them into your work, um, the reason why we change names, I think about, I'll use another example when I wrote, uh, well, let me not say, when I, uh, as told to with Nico from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, um, you know, there was some things that he shared and we was like, you know, he was really concerned about some of the women because, you know, he's a man who's had some things going on mm-hmm. with women. And so we changed a lot of names just to protect the identity, but we also didn't want to take away from his story. So one mm-hmm. of the things is you don't have to be afraid, um, you know, walking in fear. It's still your story, right? But you also don't want to be like messy with a tell-all. You know, we not, what was her name? Corinne Steppens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm, mm-hmm. when you start like, no shade to her, but when you start like going like all deep, it's like, you have to answer the question, who is this feeding? Who is this serving? Mm. And that's why I said, keep your audience in mind when you are writing, whether it's a memoir, nonfiction, fiction, you're using real life events, you want to be sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be really sensitive to the type of content that you're putting out. So, yeah, I like that being sensitive, it, whatever work you're doing. Um, of course, this is, a po- this is a podcast for all writers. So authors, screenplay writers, poets, um film editors uh, any type of creative space or if you're any type of creative entrepreneur or entrepreneur whatever um we are people of faith so just being sensitive and information all across the board is clutch you know be be very mindful of what you put out there because what you do your lifestyle is a ministry so just you know just be mindful be sensitive um i I just want to say there's truth in fiction with my point earlier, there was some truth that I brought to my short story. And while we were, you know, researching for this podcast or just um, writing notes for this podcast episode, I had trouble trying to figure out like, 
how to blend until I thought about my short story and it came to me like there is truth in fiction at least there can be Mm -hmm. so just know that you don't it doesn't have to be all fiction it can be some non-fiction sprinkled in there which I talked about before um be comfortable with knowing that you can add some truth in there as Maya said before as well there are elements of your life that can go into your fiction story and it still can um be well within the fiction genre so it's okay to have some truth sprinkled in there yeah so was that your second point yep that's my second point because okay. no, you no, know. no i wasn't sure okay <laughs> um no that's cool and so with that though just one last piggyback it's funny because one person that read battling greenland if you go to amazon and you read the review she was like oh my gosh maya took a you could find a piece of maya in every character I was like, really? Like, so Mm. I'm talking even the men. She was just saying, like, I really feel like Maya infused herself. And we're talking about a family. Breland was not, it wasn't just one character. We're talking about a family of six and then her love interest. So Mm. I was like, oh, okay, did I? (laughs) So just keep that in mind. Like, that's some good writing, though, on your part. Well, thank you. I, I just thought it was funny to have somebody say that. And I'm just like, yeah, she she knew me so she could say that. But uh-huh. yeah, so but with that, as we said before, we are doing that. Or I am doing that very same thing. And so is my girl, Naila. I know she is in her own way. And so I want to talk a little bit as we segue into this commercial for my single ladies out there where y'all at um, about the single and divinely preparing workbook. OK, so this workbook is a 50 page workbook filled with worksheets to help you focus on key areas in your life that require your attention and God's touch before you marry. I know it's exciting to think about your kingdom spouse and your boo, but while you are waiting, you need to be preparing. And here's the thing. So often we have been taught that it's marriage period, but it's actually marriage comma. And so there's so much life after marriage. And I think, and it's okay. We love the churches we may have grown up in, but sometimes I think they may have taught it a little bit wrong. And so the Lord has just given me something to really help single ladies out there know like you need to really prepare so some examples include your purity tracker worksheets right because we want to be pure walking into our marriage um healing tracking worksheets boundary worksheets what type of boundaries do you need to put up with your parents or people who try to put their fingerprints on your love life and so there are just so many great things and great tools and this workbook is only 19.99 well worth way more than that um of course this is digital and so you'll be able to print it out and you can also get the coaching cd with it for 29.99 where i coach you through it uh it's about 60 75 minutes um and then also just keep in mind that with this there are other opportunities to link up with me so you just visit single and divinely preparing.com all the details will be in the description because you may want to partner with me i have a mentorship package if you want to partner with me to kind of help you work through the workbook as well I love it. I love it. Um, And for those who are looking to blend nonfiction and fiction, but they're not quite ready to go the fiction route yet, I have something for you if you're looking forward to um, walking in the lines of nonfiction. My master class, how to write your first book. Ah, How to write your first book. Um, The master class will be out Black Friday. It is going to teach 
a five-step process to help aspiring authors move one step closer to a completed manuscript. So come with your book idea. And even if you don't have a book idea, I'm here to help you how to help here to help you generate a book idea um, so that we can turn that idea into a completed manuscript. There are going to be a host of questions and writing exercises to jumpstart the book writing journey, your book writing journey. And I'm just really excited to help you bring clarity to your story and purpose to your words. You can read more about it and sign up. Oh, you can't really sign up. My bad. This is a masterclass that is going to be more of a teaching and a video training. So you can purchase at inharv.com slash masterclass. Again, that's in as in Naila, H-A-R-V.com slash masterclass. And there you have it. Okay. There you have it. Listen, these are your last commercials for this season. So make sure you have enjoyed every last one of them. Uh, but we, we just want to bless you, of course, with our content because we're here as well as business owners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, though, the last point for this episode for the both of us, uh, link up with a nonfiction author. Yeah. If you're fiction, I'm talking to my fiction people that discusses the themes in your book and go live together or do a workshop together or do something together. Mm-hmm. So an example of that from my own life will be when, um, it's, it's ironic because Naila and I both know this young lady, but Lakia Brandenburg. Uh, hey, met, LB. <laughs> yes, hey, LB. We met through Periscope, I think, or Instagram, one of them. And we ended up, I, I reached out to her. I was actually struggling in my business at the time. This was back in 2016. And I said, hey, I would love to like do, um, write your book before Christmas. It was something we did together. And we ended up linking up and we were supposed to do it live. But unfortunately, I mean, we had to pivot. This is a good tip as well, because at that time, uh, Alton Sterling and Philando Costello had been murdered by police and it was heavy you could feel the heaviness in the air mm-hmm. um, and I reached out to her and was very transparent and was like I feel wrong going forward with this when the country is in such you know disheveled and mm-hmm. she was like no I get it and so we pushed it back we made some rearrangements and we ended up doing an audio teaching instead um, and she did her part I did my part um, and it came together and what that created was a partnership and so whenever you go to my website you'll see one of my reviews is from LB and every time she had a client um, that she that was fiction she was like Maya you got it so you know you mm-hmm. have to learn how to find ways to link up with people who are not in your genre so if you write fiction find a nonfiction author that you can collaborate with um, and mm-hmm. that even makes me think and I know Naila has a point to share. We're going to touch more on this after her point. But just even with what Naila and I are doing right now. Hello. Okay. And so we're going Perfect to touch example. on that. Yeah. Yes. We're going to touch on it after she shares her point. But that's like my third point. Link up with someone in a different genre and figure out how you guys can help each other. And the I do want to give a free gem. I saw this the other day with picture books. Uh, picture books is fiction, right? This young lady took the picture books that she had created and then she made um, the flashcards for kids to mm-hmm. learn from, from the themes in the book, but it was teaching them something. Okay, so that's turning a something from fiction into nonfiction because now she's selling a teaching tool that par- um, parents can use as well as teachers in the classroom. So you just gotta that's be good. innovative. Yeah, that is really good. Um, I think lastly, I would say don't break the reader from their fictional trans. Trans. Is that how you say that word? Trance. Trance yes, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I say that because when people are reading fiction, they're typically trying to escape reality. Yeah. 
So you want to like make up this world where it's, I don't want to say make-believe, but it's definitely something that is um, more enjoyable, more exciting, something that may not be related to what they're experiencing in their, you know, their lives. Um, and incorporating a lot of nonfiction with regards to like politics and things of that nature, something that's more so heavy, yeah. it may break them from that that escape. And I know for myself as a reader of fiction, maybe not a writer with a lot of um, fictional books or fiction books, I do read fiction. And when I am trying to escape, I am not really trying to think about all of the things that are happening in my day-to-day life. So I think my advice would be when you're successfully trying to blend the two, just going back to a, a concept or a theory, if you will, is to don't break the readers from that trance. Like, just let them enjoy. Let them really um, break away from... It could be the hardships that they are experiencing in their lives. Or even if they're not experiencing hardships, they just may be experiencing something that's not in the book. You know? So it's like, oh, this is a new world. So let them enjoy that world. Don't make it too heavy. Um, I love... What's my favorite book by you, Maya? Humble your heart. Girl! (laughs) When I was reading that book, I tell you, I was like, emails what? Who? Who needs me? Why? Don't. If you need me, don't. (laughs) Not while I'm reading. So you want to really provide that experience for your readers. Like, just allow them to escape. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, But I do want to go back to us. Like, this blending that God has done with Mm -hmm. our journey in and of itself. And when I got this idea, it was funny because Nyla had just mentioned I forgot what we were doing but she had just mentioned that she would be going back into the podcast world and mm-hmm. I knew that the Maya K show was kind of struggling with me as a host on, it, on my own and I wasn't in love with it anymore and I didn't want to give up on podcasting though that's the thing mm-hmm. um, I hope you take from this is sometimes you are called to something but you may have to dip your feet in it a few different ways before yeah. you find your footing Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, wait a minute, I have this idea that was kind of sitting on me for like a day. And then I prayed about it and I presented it to her. Like, I believe what you have in the nonfiction space and as a coach and as a writer um, and then just being the grammar queen, like really teaching people that grammar and punctuation and then what I have with you know my drive and my fiction and then I have like you know all of the books to kind of back up my work and then coaching programs as well I think us coming together will really put um a unique dent in the publishing industry and the yeah and presenting it too hard and then you know we both agreed to fast about it and then it ended up being she had already kind of said yes, but I love this. This goes back to, and I'm going to talk about my favorite episode, which is a good segue. This goes back to mm-hmm. keeping God in your writing career, which is my That's favorite good. episode. That's because good. Because we prayed about it, though we knew it was something that sounded good. And we ended up coming together. And so this is another great example of, you know, blending fiction and nonfiction. Um, it's not mm-hmm. just the actual words on the page, but again, maybe you're linking up with an author in another genre and you guys can come up and collaborate with unique ways to end up making money. While this episode isn't about that, you may end up making money together, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, doing workshops, you know, doing a class, doing a course or whatever the case may be. Um, when you are doing these things and you're asking God to expand your territory or enlarge your territory, it requires partnership. That's so. good. That's good. I can't imagine us not doing this together. Yeah. 
like as Maya said, I had my podcast. Um, she had one before and they were successful in their own right. And we had fun doing them when we did them. Yeah. But there was a point where it was like, uh, the the passion is gone. I'll speak for myself. The passion was gone. Or maybe maybe I knew all along that I wanted to be partnered with someone. Yeah. But I just didn't know how it was going to come. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have the possibly the language to really express it that way. I don't know what it was, but I just remember saying, you know, look better in writing the name of my podcast. Um, we're going on a break. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know when we'll be back, but we're just going on a break. But I, I always wanted to make sure that I cater to different types of learners and a different types of, not a different type of audience, but basically people who consume differently. And I know that there is an, a portion of my audience out there who enjoy hearing information. So yeah. why would I deny them the opportunity to hear, you know, what we have to say? Because they may not want to read it. So as an educator, as a teacher, I'm like, listen, there are different types of learners. So I want to be sure that I have information that is going to be suitable for all types of learners. But in that, I'm like, I don't want to come back solo. So this podcast, the Writing Bar podcast, is such a treat. And it's so divine because I feel that it is a perfect example of not only blending nonfiction and fiction, but also a perfect example of collaboration, the power of collaboration. I would not want this any other way. So, you know, shout out to you, Maya. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, shout out to God. That was a God idea. Hello. Before we recap this episode and then before Naila recaps the season, also, it helps with, um, you don't have to carry the weight by yourself. I'm going to be honest. I think so many people struggle unnecessarily. And I found myself struggling to come up with more topics. Yeah. Struggling to even come up with points. And sometimes feeling like I said that already in another episode. Now, we all piggyback and that's cool but I feel like when you bring together that partnership and collaboration Mm -hmm. it really kind of helps because we have the minds coming together and just things are just I'm bouncing off you you're bouncing off of me and that just makes it more beautiful the average episode for a podcast usually gives three tips well you guys get six right Mm -hmm. with two people Mm -hmm. bringing their a game and so it just makes for more value there you um, go. A lot of times, especially in partnership. And so I just pray it's been a blessing. And again, we're going to recap this entire season, but let's just recap this episode really quick. Um, my number one was take the themes in your book and turn it into a printable or workbook that can be used to create another stream of income or open the door for other opportunities. And I apologize if I did not explain what a printable is. It's basically just like a worksheet. So instead of a full workbook, some type of worksheet that you can take from the theme. Like again, if you touched on mental health, maybe you wanna create like some healing worksheets and some questions that your therapist asked you. Now you ain't trying to be a therapist, but you can kind of create that and have fun with it. Um, If you're main character uh was an entrepreneur maybe you want to create like a little cheat a little cheat sheet business plan some people don't want to write 25 pages but they might write two you know just to kind of get started and so you'll figure out what is unique to your book but that's what a printable is it's something that they can get buy download really quickly um and basically pay for it 
My number two is if you're writing a novel, don't be afraid to use real life events and incorporate them into your work, but just be mindful of, you know, changing names and places so that people mm-hmm. aren't offended by your work. It's okay to tell your truth, but your truth doesn't have to mess with other people's stories or lives. Um, so just be mindful of that. And then lastly, linking up with a nonfiction author, uh, if you're a fiction writer that focus that discusses the things in your book. So find someone who maybe that's what they do on their podcast they're an author and they talk about these very themes and just link up and figure out a way that you guys can work together for monetization yeah and for me um when you're mixing or when you're blending fiction and nonfiction, specifically in a book um my first point would be to figure out what percentage of each you want to you know put in your book if it's 25 percent of nonfiction and have the recipe 75% of fiction you know whatever your percentage is really figure that out because it'll allow you when you're writing um, to focus on what to include and what not to include and how much like really the the amount of what to include so semi-fiction is the name of blending fiction and nonfiction. and when you're writing a book that is in the semi-fiction category because it's not particularly a genre um just try to be mindful of how much fiction or non-fiction rather you want to include in your fictional book like try to have it by way of a percentage you know the second point would be that there is truth in fiction going back to the percentage of fiction Figure out how much you want to write or how much nonfiction, how much truth you want to incorporate in your fiction. But you have to know that there is truth in fiction. Like if you're writing a fictional book or a book that's in the fiction genre, it's okay to have a few facts that are based on your real life. It's okay to have a few facts that are um, something that's going on in the world, like in the real world. If you're writing a fictional book and you're including the pandemic, that is very real for everyone. Yeah. That is a truth. So it's okay to include that and your, and your book can still be considered a fiction book by you including the pandemic. So there's truth in fiction. And the third point, my third point would be um, to not break the reader from their fictional trance. Allow them to escape their reality. Make it fun, light, airy. Um, You can also give some history in there, of course, incorporate some truth, but you really want to make this experience for your readers be something that um, they may not experience in their real life. And that's okay. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to definitely, we're not just going to just jump out of here. We want to just recap the titles of the first uh, season and Naila is going to take the helm. And I think just maybe touch a little bit of what our favorite episode was and why. Um, and then we'll we'll leave you guys with that. But we definitely just didn't want to throw this at you and not mm-hmm. have. We want to end in some love, you know, just kind of yeah. give you guys some love. So. Yes. And speaking of love, thank you guys for all of the love that you have shown the Writing Bar podcast. We appreciate it. We love you back. Um, Thank you for the social media love. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for all of it. Like it feels good to know that we are doing um, what we're meant to do. So thank you for that. This season has been phenomenal. 10 episodes. Yo, can you believe we have 10 episodes? 10 solid episodes. Um, And for those who may be listening to this, for the first time and you may not have gone back and listened to all of and listened to all of the episodes let me break them down for you to give you a little preview of what you can expect um the first episode we talked about just our life behind the writer 
and that was good we got real deep and we yeah. also talked about the meaning behind the writing bar podcast the meaning behind the name all of it how we met that was really an uh it gave some insight into who we are as writers the second episode we came in hot we came in hot we talked about the cost of being a writer there's a cost to being a writer there's also a cost to not being obedient to your writing gift. So we talked about that in the second episode. Episode three was keeping God in your writing career. And that's you, Maya, huh? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that one was real, real deep, okay? Mm -hmm. We really talked about just, not just devotional and prayer time, but also how to keep out other things such as new age practices, so. Yes, that was a good one. Um, Podcast episode number four, we talked about the highs and the lows of a writing career. So we got very personal, Uh, Number five, the topic was how to successfully brand as a new author. We got more Mm -hmm. into like the branding and the marketing of it because writing is a business. Mm -hmm. So of course you have to work on your mindset and just, you know, become the writer before you start writing. But when you start writing, know that it is also a business. And that led us into number six, episode number six, which was three ways you can monetize your book. Episode number seven we went back to the basics, you know, we got back into the foundation of things. That topic was, or that theme was, what do I write my book about? So, you know, if you are trying to figure out what you should write about, you know, you want to be an author, you know, you're called to be an author, then that episode is for you. Episode number eight, we talked about how to take breaks, how to take breaks as a full-time writer. So for those who may be, um, in this game like for real for real and this is like your full-time gig there's seasons or there are seasons where you need to just chill take a break you know listen to god so we give our tips on how to do so and even if this is not full-time in the sense that um you don't have nine to five work Writing is still a full-time job. Let me tell you, writing is still a full-time job, even with the nine to five, even with another business. If you are a writer, you still have a full-time job. Yeah. So just know that episode number nine, oh man, that was my favorite. We talked about why you should write a book about your business and our skill and or skill set. And then lastly, this episode here, we are ending the season with how to successfully blend fiction and nonfiction. So it has been a very wholesome season one. So I'm excited about um, not only what we did for this season, but the next season. Yeah. So with that, you can just go ahead. Um, I think jump in first and tell them like what your favorite episode was and why. Yes. Um, of course, episode seven. I'm sorry. No, it was nine. Nine. Why you should write a book about your business and or skill set. It sort of was a piggyback from episode number seven, which was, what do I write my book about? I loved these topics because I really want writers to know that it's possible to write a book and it the content within your book may be closer than you think, right? So as a business owner, Maya is a business owner. I know a lot of you listen, listening, your business owners or your thought leaders, you've been in your space, in your industry, doing something uh, for years you are what I would like to call an expert and it's like I don't want you to overthink this writing process so giving strategies and tips on how you can sort of get this low-hanging fruit aka the content that you're already teaching or that you already do on the on a day-to-day basis that's what I want you to write your book about at least your first book 
So I love those episodes because I think it really makes book writing simple. Not easy, but simple. Yeah. I think for me, it was going back to keeping God in your writing career, which I believe Mm -hmm. was episode number three. And it just, to me, it goes back to what our mission is, right? So the Writing Bar podcast features tips and tools for writers who are looking for ways to monetize their writing and build a following without compromising their faith. That's it. And because we're teaching you how to not compromise your faith, like there's a lot of books, podcasts, different things out there on teaching you to be a better writer. But when you are a Christian, when you are a believer, you want to make sure that you are becoming better at serving Christ and people and becoming more like Christ in that. And so for me, keeping God in your writing career was my favorite because it literally touched on uh touches on what what our mission is and i think talking about like being consistent with god you know sometimes i can be honest in my writing seasons years back when i was a little bit um not as mature in my walk you know you kind of get all caught up in your writing and you may put god to the side and not intentionally or you forget to be as intentional about your um during quiet time, there will be times I would wake up in the morning and be like, oh, crap, let me pray because I would be mm-hmm. so hyped to get to the book. And mm-hmm. so it's so important to keep God in your writing career from just every step from the devotional to the quiet time to when you go to launch your book or your business to make sure that you are not uh, compromising uh, your faith and compromising in order to um, get the sales, you know. And yeah. so that was actually one of I think my I think that was just my favorite period, like really tapping into that. Um, that mm-hmm. that was pretty fun because I think that essentially leads us back to our mission. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let us know what your favorite episode was. I yes. think that is a great segue into our social media, um, the Writing Bar Podcast on Instagram and the Writing Bar on Twitter. So there will be either a reel or a post that talks about this episode that recaps this episode and just let us know in the comments like what was your favorite episode and why we'd love to hear from you we'd love to know that we are serving you that you're getting um, value from this podcast and you know we're just excited about what's to come yeah and also you can hit us up on our email at the writing bar podcast at gmail.com because Mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you there some people don't really want to do social media Um, and also in your emails when you're letting us know what you thought what your favorite episode was let us know what you'd like to hear uh we Mm -hmm. would love your feedback so we know how to serve you with season two and beyond so don't be a stranger you know (laughs) the writing bar podcast at gmail.com we'll make sure it's in the description but yeah hit us up and let us know your favorite episode but let us know what you'd like to hear more of um Mm -hmm. even if it is excuse me more so about the the faith part uh, we are okay with that because mm-hmm. you know God is in charge of this podcast, so it doesn't have to be all about writing, as you can see. Um, and so, yeah, let us know what you'd like to hear, um, and we'd be happy to see how we can fit that in. So, going back to what Nyla said, make sure you follow us because even though season one might be over, you just never know. We might pop up with some fun hey. stuff. We might pop up with some behind the scenes stuff. Come I mean, on, you just never know. Um, into our writing world so follow us at the writing bar uh, podcast on ig on instagram and then on twitter at the writing bar and then make sure you are following us individually to keep up with all of our endeavors in between make sure you follow your girl at writer maya w-r-i-t-e-r-m-y-a on all platforms mainly on instagram and tiktok 
Mm-hmm. And you can follow me at nharv.com. I'm Naila. N as in Naila, H-A-R-V as in Victor, D-O-T-C-O-M. I'm enjoying TikTok these days. So yes, TikTok and IG, that's where I am the most. Um, as well as Twitter. So just go ahead and hit me up on all platforms. <laughs> right. And then make sure you also are uh, subscribed to our email list and sign up to our personal website. Um, the email list for the Writing Bar Podcast. If you go to the writingbarpodcast.com, you will get a free teaching on how to successfully build a writing discipline. It's a visual mm-hmm. teaching, so you'll get a video. And then in addition, if you sign up at writermaya.com, you will get a free novel as well as a free ebook going back to writing those books for your business business on how to get your book done today how to write your book today yes and you know when you're writing a book you have to have it edited but even in hiring a professional editor it's nice to know how to edit yourself or just know what the editing requires so go ahead and go to my website nharv.com slash editing types and pick up my free mini playbook on the four different types of book editing so you'll know what you're getting into before you invest in a book editor again that's nharv.com slash editing types all right guys well we love you thank you so much for a great first thank you thank you thank you thank you for welcoming welcoming us into this space in the writing world and we look forward to serving you next season until then keep them pins moving hey happy writing happy writing